Hi, and welcome to Rate That Album, the back-and-forth album review podcast uh, with myself, Paul Muadib, and my wonderful friend, Joe Fremming. Joe, how are you doing this evening, buddy? Uh, I could have been uh, a lot better had I not listened to this album. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, as we talked about last time, we are doing Snow Patrol's Wildness album. That uh, is the... Uh, Came out seven years after their big hit album, Open Eyes. Um, so, yeah, Joe, what was? You know, th- have you ever heard of Snow Patrol? Um, I heard of them uh, over the years, you know, working at record stores and shit. I just never listened to them. Uh, then, you know, I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is a this album in particular is. Uh, this is like the most watered down version of Frightened Rabbit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, you know, Frightened Rabbit's also like in this vein, except you know, the lyrics are good, and the music's interesting. It's kind of like the opposite of this. It, like they just took like the vibe of Frightened Rabbit and then just like, hey, hey, let's uh, let's just make this uh, generic as generic as possible. It's. Yeah, I, you know, I, again, I've always described Snow Patrol as the only band that can make Coldplay sound hardcore. And once you listen to it, you realize what a great analogy that really is. Yeah, Coldplay <laughs> makes you too sound like Black Flag, you know? <laughs> right, right. So let's talk a little bit about um, Snow Patrol. They're a Northern Irish Scottish rock band. They were formed back in 1994. Um, you know, they had some albums, you know, like, you know, just like any band, their early years, you know, they didn't really get anywhere. They originally went by the name, um, um, there was, they did stuff under the yogurt versus yogurt debate. Then they changed their name to polar bear to, oh, I'm sorry, under the name of shrug, which there was another band named shrug. So they changed their name to polar bear. Well, there's another band called polar bear by ex uh, Jane's Addiction bassist Eric Avery, so then they changed their name to Snow Patrol. And so what you're saying is they've never been original at any point in their life. <laughs> any really point. Um, so you know, it, Snow Patrol. There, there, there's a lot of overlap with some other um, bands over the years, um, and we'll, we'll get into that. But they started with independent later uh, label Jeepster. Um, which had um, Bell and Sebastian, which we'll get into a little bit later and like how they're linked to Bell and Sebastian and like how there was an actual like kind of like super group at one point, which I never heard of and I haven't heard. Um, they didn't really kind of go anywhere from like 1997 to 2001. Then they put out the album Final Straw and that started to pick up with a few hits. Um, it was a little bit more radio friendly. You know, they switched labels. They did a little, you know, did a little things there. Their big one though was with the Eyes Open album, which had like the song "Run" and "Chasing Cars" and "All You Have." Um, it actually was reported that um, in 2019, um, "Chasing Cars" was the most played song of the century on UK radio. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the British, I guess that just says the UK has as much taste in music as they do in food. (laughs) 
there's a because this is the this is the bangers of Matt and mash of music. Hey, I you know there is a um there there, there is actually this uh this this UK um group they do called Sorted Food. I do watch their stuff, and it's really fascinating. But anyways, that's neither here nor there, sir. So <laughs> it's all boiled food, Paul. <laughs> it's, I'll, I'll, no, it's boiled not. carrot for our not, crooked don't teeth. Go there. So. Then they put out a record called Fallen Empires, and it wasn't as well-received um, as um, Open Eyes. And then there was this, like, seven-year hiatus. And a lot of people were like, what happened with Snow Patrol? What went on? Um, you know, who was asking this? There was, again... <laughs> there, who, who, who was asking this? A lot of white people, Joe. A lot of white people. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't believe you. I, don't, no. I think maybe three people asked, "Hey, remember that band? What are they up to?" Again, you know, I have to say that Snow Patrol really there was a following for them here, even in the Midwest. Um, again, Cities '97 was a huge promoter um, of them, and like we're constantly playing them on on the radio. Um, they were big in the college rock scene, um, college music scene um, for a while. I mean, there was just this thing there. But again, you got to remember, this also came around like with Interpol and Mumford and Sons, and there was just this kind of style of music at the time. Um, so there was like this seven years hiatus and again people are like what happened again you go online people are like what the hell happened so um, the the main thing and you will not find this on the wiki which is really interesting but the main thing that occurred was the lead singer and we've talked about this a lot of times you know bands you have that that prolific you know writer or whatever and you know like the head the the front runner, but they're fucking, they're damaged. They have issues. You know, they all have these things. And his thing was, he was a massive alcoholic and his alcoholism went out of control. Um, to the point where he was told, Hey, if you don't quit drinking, you are going to die. Um, that's, that's happened with other people we've had, we've talked about on albums in the past. Um, it's, it's very common. With like very people, very common, and yeah. So actually, in 2016, when he was really in the thrones of his alcoholism, um, that he was actually diagnosed with um, infections of his sinuses, ears, and eyes as a result of sustained alcohol abuse. Um, so yeah, and that was at the age of 39. At 39, the doctor said to him, "If you don't quit drinking, you'll be dead in a year." Um, so yeah. That's what happened you, there. If this could happen to the Scottish and Irish, it really makes you think. That you'd never hear about it over there, right? You never hear about alcoholism over there, but, but it's, oh, it's a very real they're thing. Drunk all the time, Paul. They're they're hammered all the time <laughs> over there. Like that's there's no alcoholism there because they're all alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, this is this is somewhat of a true this story. This is a Joe Fremming hot take. <laughs> Joe Fremming hot take, guys. We are the getting Irish uh, are drunks. We are getting that. So, and then in this time too, like you know, um, another member of the band, Connolly, he was co-writing stuff with Ed Shireen. Um, he was uh, working um, with. Um, he was a touring guitarist uh, for a couple of other bands. 
Um, there was other members of the bands were kind of doing other things. Matter of fact, one of them was a touring guitarist for the Foo Fighters at one point. Um, the lead singer, his name's uh, Light Gary Lightbody, um, went into a, a a side project with members of Bell and Sebastian, REM, Reindeer Section, and Fresh Young Fellows. Kind of like a mini little mini super group. And it was called Tired Pony. And I've never heard of this. But apparently it had like all these members from these other bands. Never heard of this. Um, and he also was co-writing stuff with Ed Shireen, Taylor Swift, and One Direction. All, all the last like two minutes of you talking was so white. I think we are officially <laughs> a white nationalist group according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. God damn it, Joe. So <laughs> that was the whitest thing I, I think you've ever said. ever said. Ever said. It was like REM and Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> Dear God, Paul. <laughs> it was like hey, this whole the whole wiki here is about people who have no sense of rhythm. Actually, this and this stuff actually this stuff isn't even on the wiki. Like the wiki is so clean about this band and like avoids any of the controversies and things like this. This is how protected they are. Like you have to understand their fan base is like there is this really, really, really rabid fan base for this band. There really is. And the wiki is like super clean. And I remember hearing something about like the lead singer going through some shit and like having some problems. And that's why the band broke up and why they didn't do it. They didn't break up. That's why they didn't do anything for years. And I had to go outside and actually find like NPR articles and um, BBC news articles up and like go outside the like what I would consider my normal music channels to figure out like what was going on with this band because again I remember there was like this this scuttlebutt and it's like you go to the band's wiki and none of this is there it's like philanthropy oh this band is great they they support mencap and you know oh you need to look at what they've done with like other ventures and contributions to the world like weird dude it's weird it's really weird um so. It feels Ooh. like their fan base is like Scientology. In a way. I mean, it's... They're just I going mean, clear on the wiki page. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's something like that. Like, like they talk about, like, his influences. He likes super furry animals. Quincy Jones, Cool in the Gang. And it's like, this is the shit that's not normally on a wiki. Yeah, like, normally he goes into the controversies and uh, breakups and shit like that. Like, normally the wikis cover all that. So that's... Uh huh. That's weird. It's super weird. It's very super weird. Yeah. So, so hate mail to Paul on this one. <laughs> God damn it! I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not get, I'm not going to the mattresses with Snow Patrol. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the mattresses. Um. So let's talk about the album itself. Wildness. Um. There's. The biggest lie this album ever says. I was gonna say there's not a lot of wildness in this album. Although if you listen to it, there is zero wildness on this album. It actually owes us wildness. Like it's in the deficits of wildness. Yeah, it's You know, they talk, I mean, you listen to some of the uh, of the of the lyrics. I don't you know, I don't know. I mean, I listened to this album quite a bit when for this for I'm gonna say for this. I knew of one song off this album, 
And it was when the when again when it dropped in like 2018, and a buddy of mine that I worked with was like, "Hey, Snow Patrol, they put on a new." And I was like, "Snow Patrol, what the fuck happened to them for the last seven years?" And they put on, and I sent you the video. I don't think you watched it. No, I told you I'm only listening to the albums. I'm not getting into supplemental material. So the the album is so funny because. And I knew something was up too because it's the it's the song "Don't Give In," which has like the weirdest like raspy. So like that's like the first that was like their single, and I was like, oh shit! Like something happened to this guy's voice because it was a lot cleaner um, previously. And what's weird is, and I think we'll get to that. Not a lot of the vocals sound like that song either. Like no. it was a weird artistic choice to have the vocals that way. The and vocals it, are almost all just Scottish brogue talking. It's not mm-hmm. singing. It's barely singing. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's like a lame Scottish version of the hold steady. There's <laughs> not a lot of singing. It's just like, kind of like reciting the lyrics in a it, barely yes. way. Yes. And, and so again, I was like, so that was like the only thing I heard. And I was like, nope, I'm good. Like snow patrol still. And again, the video it doesn't make sense. I mean, I made a, a a joke music video. We made a very we made a fake, um, very very best of album of uh, of an old character I used to play, and one of the jokes that we had on that was was me playing guitar on a song that didn't have guitar, and um, they actually do this like on a real fucking video. <laughs> like like the guitarist is like jamming. I'm going. There's no guitar here. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So, yeah, I, I, I mean, again, let's, I, I don't know what I mean. We can get to some of it track by track, but Joe, first of all, Life on Earth, the opening, the opening track. What did you think of that one? Uh, it, it was there. Like, this whole thing. So, honestly, and, you know, if you're a fan of this band, just remember, this is just my opinion. I'm not here to... Mm-hmm you guys but for me this whole album was this one giant monotonous blob of oatmeal sounding music they just bleed into one another it just does not nothing stands out for me in this. It's, it kind of goes back to the molly ringwald album for me right yep that it just it just it it's there mm-hmm. and it, you know here's the thing it, i did this isn't the worst album we've ever listened to it's nope. not it's not bad. It's just not inspired to me. It just it, it didn't do much for me. Like I if it wasn't a, it wasn't offensive like Lindsey Buckingham. Trust me. <laughs> like if this is like on in the background and I'm at a place like I'm just like yeah okay like I acknowledge it's there and I'm not annoyed or it just is just didn't really push any emotion in me, which is you know like music should probably get an emotion out of out of people like coldplay kind of does the same thing for me like they they had like one album where i was like yeah this is really good but i forget what that was like vita loss whatever but this was just like i don't know man like <laughs> i felt like i was just like staring at paint drying just like yeah it's i didn't mind this song i i, I will say that like life on earth um like you know, I, I will say that the first like three tracks, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Like, I, I actually can sit there and go, I enjoy it. Right. Right. Like, there's a part of me that's like, I enjoy it. The first three tracks, 
partly. I, I have a problem with Don't Give In a little bit. It's not, but Life on Earth, I found myself, I was like, I enjoy this song more than I should. And I, I, I text you about this, and, you know, again, we rarely talk about things outside of it, but I was like, and I know you didn't do it, but there is, like, there was something about that song, and every time I listened to it, I was like, I was thinking, God, this, this sounds, for whatever reason, it's not a sea shanty, but why am I yeah. thinking of a sea shanty? Yeah, it gets a very sea shanty-ish vibe. Yeah, and I real and I realized that. And please, there- big sea shanty lobby. Go to Paul. <laughs> I don't want. I'm not going to the mattresses with the sea sea shanty lobby. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is. I mean, it's a sea shanty. But but the thing with it is, is that there is an eerie similarity to the notes and how they're being played to the Gordon Lightfoot song "Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald." Oh, it, I love I love Edmund Fitzgerald's voice. Yeah. <laughs> now that's Ella Fitzgerald you're thinking of. Edmund Fitzgerald was the ship that went down. Um, I think you're wrong. <laughs> we used to have um. We actually, the, the, and the only reason why I know that song is we had a choir teacher. Yeah, made us uh, sing it all the time. Made us sing it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think we sang it from like fourth grade to sixth grade. Yeah, it was Miss Schroeder. She made us sing it all the damn time. So I was like, God, why is this song reminding me of this? So then I, I tell I, you just an aside because we sang that song so often in elementary school mm-hmm. that I got even at a young age, I got a perverse joy of like the chef in that song just fucking dying. I was so mad we had to keep singing that stupid song. <laughs> Fellas, it's been good to know ya. Yeah. No, I I mean I again years later I know every fucking lyric to that song, and I shouldn't. No one our age should know the lyrics. <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing just because it has like and we're from St. Cloud, so we're hours away from Duluth and Lake Superior. I have no idea why she was just obsessed with that fucking song. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 you know, we had her and then we had that one teacher in fourth grade that was obsessed with Hans Christian Andersen um, because she was in love with Denmark. We had some. Oh, weird yeah. Yeah. Teachers. She was also uh, she was also like huge into the Beatles, too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you remember, yeah, the same teacher. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but this was the this the, the one that was in the Edmund Fitzgerald or Gordon Lightfoot. It was like every fucking like we that was like two or three years straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had did to, it like sing that at every choir concert. You have to think how concert. psychotic was this poor woman that she wanted to hear each hour of the day children singing Edmund Fitzgerald. Right, right, and Edmund Fitzgerald's song Gordon Lightfoot. Yep, and she would, and she'd also play the harpsichord to it. If you remember, yep. she played the harp, harpsichord to it. Which again, who plays the harpsichord? Um, very unusual woman. But yeah, so I was like, so I, I listened to that again. I was like, holy shit! Like, yeah, there's a lot of similar notes going on here. Yeah. Um, and then again, I thought it. You know, I'm like, there has to be more than like a subcon. Like, first of all, how does a ni- Northern Irish band know about that fucking song? Well, um, Lightfoot was pretty big, man. I suppose. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not going to deny, like, uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That was a pretty big hit for that guy. And it kind of goes in that – because these guys are from, like, Northern Ireland, Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, there's a lot of sea shanty shit, I'd imagine. Cause it, <laughs> you know. Well, and that was the thing. Like, again, when the – like, There's a lot of songs on here that made me feel like this is, like, like a sea shanty-ish, but it's, like, mm-hmm. not fun like a sea shanty. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. There's definitely is like yes, no, no. Don't get no, me wrong. No. I love my sea shanties. So like, <laughs> like, if you're making sea shanties not fun, then you and I have a problem. Well, I'm with you. I, I I'm with you. I mean, the mollusk by the weed has some great oh, yeah. sea shanty songs on it. They're they're fucking great. Oh, uh, the album we were dead before the ship even whatever by Modest Mouse. Yes, the sea shanty ish stuff. It, on it. I love it. it. It's a great album. I love that. A lot of people didn't like it. I love that album. Oh, I did. I did too. Fire it up and yeah, all that. Miss the yep. boat. Miss the boat's probably one of my favorite. Yeah, songs. Miss the See, boat. this album was so boring. I want to talk about other. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so I mean and again then they talk about being on shore so I was like okay they have there had to be something there so yeah then we get in the don't give in which is fine it's again serviceable. Well, here's the thing, like because it starts, you know, it's like the raspy voice, and it sounds like it's either about to go into "Right Now" by Van Halen, yes, or uh, "Be With You" by Mister. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I was just like because it starts with the raspy. It's like I was just expecting like Sammy Hager right now. It's your tomorrow. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, all I could think of was fucking Pepsi. So no, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's um again it's fine. Uh, I it's I mean I remember when it was like. Having listened to it a bunch of times for the album, now I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't actually hate it. But I remember when I saw the video and like heard this, I was like, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> like, like this is this is not good. And then you got Heal Me. And okay, so all these songs, again, they're super light. There's a lot of like acoustic guitar. There's a little bit of electronica in there, a little bit of synth. But like they're all talking about like like the wildness and the ancient, you know, feelings and like being primal. And there's nothing primal about any yeah. of these fucking songs. I mean, it's such, it's so like, you know, when I don't like an album at first, but then I start listening to the lyrics. Cause like, maybe I'm, maybe that's where the cleverness is. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, the first time I listened to Fright and Rabbit, I'm like, I don't know if I really like this. And then I started listening to the singer's lyrics and I was like, holy shit, this is really awesome. Mm -hmm. and I, so I draw that comparison with this band because they kind of sound similar. In yep. fact, when the lead singer Frightened Rabbit uh, committed suicide, the, the Gary Lightbody did, wrote like a tribute to him because, you know, uh, there might have been some mutual respect, respect, there. respect mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. But so when I listened to that, so like I shared with you that song "Blood Under the Bridge," which kind which of is great. Feels, feels like a, in the same vibe of this sonically, right? Yep. But the lyrics are so they grab you. Yes. And so yes. when I'm listening, I listen to this. Like maybe it's like what happened with me, Fright and Rabbit. Like I didn't pay him any attention when I worked at the Electric Fetus because it was like background music. I'm like, oh, it's Scottish people singing. I don't know. But when I sat down and listened to it, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. So I just listened to the lyrics on this stuff, this whole album, and I was like, yeah, this is, it's, the lyrics are almost as generic as the music. Well, and you know, one of the things is, is you could tell, like, this was written kind of at the same time, because they're using a lot of the similar words, you know, they're, they're talking about similar things on each album, and that's, I mean, each song, and unless you're doing that with a concept album, it's not interesting. 
Um, you know, and you, I mean, you get some interesting, what I would consider poetic like music. I mean, I'm first, of all, I'm going to say, you know, production wise, I think the album is produced fine. It sounds it's, good. Yeah. It's produced fine. It's uh, produced fine. Um, it has know, some it, moments musically where I'm like, yeah, that's not bad, but it, you know, yep, yep. it just, it just kind of, you know, we can pick apart elements, but if the whole, you know, like. I can look at a painting and be like, well, that's a cool brush stroke. But if I look at the overall product and it's just a giant asshole, <laughs> right. that brush stroke, yeah, it looks cool. But it's still at the end of the day, it's a giant fucking it's asshole. It's a giant fucking asshole. Right. I mean, and you get, you know, you get things that you would think would be, but then, you know, you're like, oh man, that sounds whatever. But then when you think of it, you're like, wait a minute, that's not profound. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, yeah, like, I feel like if they, if, uh, this Gary Lightbody focused more on the, the, the lyrics. Yep. Like, I yep. don't know much about their other stuff, so I can't really say, like, but they had better lyrics back in the day or whatever. It's very but, similar. It's very similar. It's stuff. very, yeah, it's uh, very just uh, oatmeal. It's pretty yeah. generic. It's. And I get you get you get things like, you know, you hear lyrics like, I call it your name. It feels like a song I know so well. It whispers and wars like an orchestra. But musically, it's not reflecting the lyrics. So it comes across like, what is your idea of wildness and roaring, dude? Because this is really subdued. And again, like I said, there's a lot of primal things here, like talking about anger and, you know, uh, rage. You don't feel it. (laughs) I don't feel any of that. And then, you know, like Empress, song four is when I started to realize, oh, Christ, because that did nothing for me. And I'm like, you know, did they front load these first three songs like with their yes, singles? Absolutely, they front loaded the first absolutely, three songs. absolutely, they front loaded the first three songs. Then you get Dark Switch, which starts as this weird acoustic funk song, and then goes somewhere that I don't know why it goes where it goes. And I'm like, mm, mm, I don't know if I like this. Like, oh, you know, what I, I know, I know, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about you know just just some of the lyrics here. Like, don't give me more than I can handle. Don't give me more than I can take. Don't give me more than I can handle. Ah hell, give me all you've got in every way. Like, yeah, uh, real. uh, It's a real Bob Dylan lyric there, huh? Yeah, profound and insightful. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just again it it works at the time, but then like you know you're like uh you know it sounds like kind of pretty, but then you go what the fuck are you saying like you know and and oh this is the other thing I want to bring up here too is that in in that video don't for don't give in when he talks about there's a line where he says oh fuck up your mind now they were known for being very clean um you know with their I first a album. lot of uh, explicit lyrics on this album and it's just because that makes them edgy like okay we're gonna swear in this album because that's gonna make us edgy and when you watch the video and he does the line it'll fuck up your mind like he gets a smirk on his face like yeah i swore and i'm going jesus christ dude that's not that doesn't make you hardcore. <laughs> like, no, no, and it's like when you're dropping in there with no like, you know, dropping in f bombs in songs a lot of times. Like, what the most effective is when it's given like a very primal, yep, feeling. Yep, yep. There's nothing here with that. You know, well, this is not fucking hostile by Pantera or Closer by Nine Inch Nails or you know. And you fuck the police by NWA. Like this is 
him just saying the f bomb like like us in fourth grade in, yeah, in that's that music exactly class. how it feels yeah it's us just dropping an f bomb in the fourth grade and feeling like <laughs> we're edgy like, like yeah we're this, this we're edmund is more like edmund fuckstirled <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say though, there there there's a band called Catherine's Wheel, and they have a song called "Eat My Dust, You Insensitive Fuck." And I've never heard the word "fuck" sung so pretty in my life. Um, it's just great. Um, so then they got the the a youth written in fire, which supposedly was the first, according to that article and BBC, was the first al- was the first tr- uh, song they wrote um, for this album. And again, I mean. You got things like, remember the first time we got high, it felt like a Rampart's lion's roar. But the way he's singing, the music's going with it, it doesn't match it. And I'm going, so show me that. Like, yeah. like it's, it's almost like a movie. Show, don't tell. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, make, make us feel that in some way. And you're not, because, you know, you shouldn't be as bored as your listeners with your music. I mean, that should just not be the thing, but it feels like they're perfectly okay oh, with it. I, I skipped, and I got to get back to this, because this is a song I really wanted to talk about as well, was What If This Is All The Love You Ever Get? Oh, God, this was such a bad song. So, first this of all... This stuck out to me as how as like, egregiously bad. <laughs> yes, yes. First of all, it sounds like a demo, right? Yeah, it sounded so, bad. It sounded like a demo, like this was an incomplete song. Yeah, For some the quality reason, goes down because I noticed when I because li- I listened to this on headphones at the gym, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I, I, I felt I feared I was going to fall asleep on the cardio machine listening to this album. <laughs> <laughs> but this came on like uh, sonically, it was just like a dip in quality, which is very weird. Like <laughs> very weird, <laughs> you know, just what and then like the song itself is just so bad well and it's, it's just cringy like, it's cringy, it's cringy. Like, i'm it's, embarrassed for them making thank you like thank you it's a really cringy song and lyrically especially and you know again it's got just that three like that four chord and i know you know again you know there's all those four chords but i, I cannot i could not pinpoint the song i i i could but it's a rip off of like the those chords are a rip off of another song again it's a four chord song so there's gonna be about 200 songs that sound like it but for some reason i was thinking like bruce hornsby or um uh what's that guy's name that um ah oh, fuck that uh not luther vandross um Son of a bitch. Barry White? Not Barry White. No, white dude that used to do soul music on a piano. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, I, 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 I'll Eric Conkin Jr.? <laughs> Eric Conkin Jr.? No, 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 no. No, he looked almost like, um, he looked kind of like, uh, 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 the, the, oh, fuck. Now I can't even remember his name. Kenny Rogers. He looked like Kenny Rogers. Oh, Michael McDonald. Thank you, Michael McDonald. Oh, there yes. is all the love I'm going to get. <laughs> yes, yes, that was it. it was what this is all the love I'm going to give? <laughs> me you know, of... like he sings like he's got a dick in his mouth, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, again, you, know, you know we don't like the album we're talking about other musicians. Funny side note to that story. Um, I used to work at Sears in the electronics department. And we sold Dish Network. 
And one of the one of the channels we would have on was like this um, was like this HD music channel, and they always had like this fucking um, Michael McDonald uh, fucking concert. Oh my god, I just wanted what? to die. Do you ever see Forty Year Old Virgin? Uh, I did see Forty Year Old Virgin. There's that scene where Paul Rudd's getting sick. That's very special because they work at like Circuit City, and like Jane Lynch's character always has it going on. The yes. Michael <laughs> yes, it's he the hates, same he's one. Like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> I swear to God, like they must have known someone that worked at like Sears of Best Buy and Circuit City because that's a real thing that fucking happened. Like legitly real i lived through that they had that one they had um a fleetwood mac one they always played they had um a peter gabriel one that they did which i didn't mind because i love peter gabriel um and then there was um oh what's her name that did that song um oh fuck it anyways (laughs) she sang that song you know it was on the radio it was on the radio um uh something about a horse um anyways um not Carrie Perry, but the other one. Um, she was like a one-hit wonder. Anyways, the point is, um, they had her special on. So th- this remind, like the piano reminds me of that. But then the lyrics are creepy. Like, really, like, what if this is all the love you ever get? You do a couple of things so differently. I bet I'm going. That's dark. Like that's really fucking dark when you think about it. Like this is him saying something. I, I picture him saying this to like his partner, like what the fuck? And then what if this is all the love I ever know? I say the words that were so hard to say, don't go. And then, so you fall in love. So you fall apart. What if it hurts like hell? Then it will hurt like hell. Come on over, come on over here. And I'm going, this is like gaslighting. Yeah, in yep. lyric form. Yeah, but it's it's better if you picture Michael McDonald singing that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. Better. <laughs> Boys, all the love you ever get. <laughs> so and and taking it to the street. <laughs> I'm in the ruins too. I know the wreckage so well. Come on over. Come on over here. And then what if this is all the love you ever get? So now I'm picturing, you know, he's talking to a girl that's in a breakup that he's trying to get a rebound. On. Like it gets creepier. Like it gets worse as it goes on. And I, at the end of it, I'm just like, this is a date rape song. There's no way other way around it. This is like, this is gaslight date rape. Th- th- the musical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, everything about it. This song was bad. It, this is like, you know, I said nothing really stuck out, but this one kind of stuck out with how fucking creepy it was. <laughs> and it's not good when the one song that really sticks out is the bad, creepy one. That's not yeah, a good yeah, sign yeah, of the yeah, album. Yeah. yeah. So then we I mean, talked Sting about, went through this with every breath you take. Like he, this, this is their every breath you take. This is <laughs> their every breath you take. The, the creepiest song ever written, and people just like, oh, that's such a great love song. It's like, is no. it? Is it? Yeah, is it? People had a weird sense of love back in the day, didn't they? Um, the 80s were wild. Now when I picture, now I want Michael McDonald to sing "Every Breath You Take." <laughs> Every breath you take. <laughs> They're gonna do the streets. <laughs> I'll be watching you. They're gonna do the streets. <laughs> Oh, I wish we would have just reviewed a Michael McDonald. 
<laughs> well, we kind of are. <laughs> um, th- th- then there's the song soon. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember it either. I-, I don't remember it. Nope. Uh, oh, yeah, I do. It's the one about his dad. Yes. Yeah, yep. it's not whatever. And then you got Wild Horses. Okay, if you're going to make a song called Wild Horses. It's got to be as good as the Stones, if not better. It, right. Right. Um, and, uh, no. they, they, uh, the Stones is Wild Horses is one of my favorite Stone songs. So good. So, so good. Like, you, 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 got, you, can't, you can't nick a song title from the Stones. Like, it's... No. Unless it's going to be a like reinvent the concept of wild horses. It's yeah, that's, that, that's just a great, that's another egregious thing. Like I didn't even know the song title and I looked at it as wild horses and I just got mad. Well, and, and this is again, you got what's holding you back. I, I, I know you've got wild horses enough inside of you. Again, he's still talking about that primal, whatever thing. And you're not getting it. You're not getting it. And then the last song again, I forgot. Let's go back. It's like, yeah, it doesn't ex- well, like, like with the Stones, like you feel Jagger's like wild horses wouldn't keep me away. Like you, you yep. feel like that. You feel yes. like with that emotion. And here you're just like, oh, it's another goddamn bullshit song from these guys. <laughs> right, right. And th- and then I'm gonna talk about this a little bit. So then you got um, you know, life and death, which again is a song I kind of forgot. Um, and I, actually, I, I really did forget it. But then you know, uh, but. Uh, there's a part where he's like talking about I, I woke the lion, you woke the tiger inside. Nothing again is matching that. And talking about falling on your sword. Now again, you go back to give in, falling on your sword. Talking about loneliness, wildness. Like again, waking the tiger to that. You, so here's the thing. This guy just watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> you're, you're talking about falling on the sword and. You can just tell because when this came out, oh, you know, that waking the dragon was like the thing from that that show and book, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he just replaced it with tiger, and that's just so and lion. Lazy. Yeah, no, and, and you you go back through all these songs, and again, yes, you could sit here and as again, if you're a fan of it, I'm not harping it. This is just our critique, and you know, again, there's tracks on this I do like. Um, there. Not me, Bubba. I know, no, I I know not you, but again, like they front loaded, like the first three front songs. Front loaded, yeah. Like at least it, it gives you a false sense of like maybe something's going to build, and then it just yes drops yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. It gives you a sense that okay, we, we could go somewhere, and then they drop the ball. Like I think this would have been a better EP, um, and I think it would have been a better received EP. Uh, personally, that's that's my thought on it. But again, you got the lyrics. Unless you're doing a concept album, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I mean, and this is odd because I harped on um, uh, Miley Cyrus for the exact opposite, which was I'm like, everything was like all over the place. But that was more musically, right? Like everything was all over the place. Which is the thing I actually liked too about her album because at yep. least it was something. You're trying to do something, and I think that's what I said in the review. Is like it was, you know, it was ambitious. It didn't, you know, it didn't stick the landing per se, but it, you know, it was like taking chances. And this album is not taking chances. <laughs> this album's not taking chances to the point where, again, you can you can go back to any song and you can look at the lyrics and go, okay, there, there's the lyrics that were in the last song are in this one, and again, that's not a good thing on an album. Um, that's, uh, that's lazy writing unless you're doing a con 
concept album, which this is not. This is not a concept album. Um, Even if this was a concept album, it'd be a pretty bad one because it doesn't sound... In, it, the problem with this album is it's not engaging musically, really. It's too similar. And again, I, I know I'm going after, like I said, well, you know, I, I must seem like someone that's just impossible to please as a music fan. That's that's not it. It's that the first of all, the lyrics aren't matching the thing, which again, you know, you have, you know, I know that people can make arguments of, well, Beatles wrote really happy songs with super yeah. sad lyrics or super, you know, depressing lyrics. Yeah, you can do things like that. But again, you look at any Beatles album, like a lot of their music is, you know, again, it's. It goes through changes. It goes through changes, Um, which, again, I'm not fine. You know, I'm fine with. It's just, again, you know, for me with the with the Miley one, it was uh, just the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Like, yes, it was almost like they wrote one song. And then just made variations of that one song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it just did. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't engage. Didn't engage me. Like again, if you're a fan of this, that I'm not shitting on you. It's you know, everybody has a different opinion, and mu- music, liking music, is very, very subjective. Yes. Yep. So, but if you're listening to this podcast and you listen to me go off on Lindsey Buckingham, this should be no surprise. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm going to feel about Snow Patrol. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it was, was no surprise to me on how you feel about this one. Um, but, you know, even with Lindsey Buckingham, you didn't get songs that sounded like a demo, at least. You know, I mean, they were, you I knew you were. I'd, I'd black that whole experience out. <laughs> Like there's no way I could continue life healthy remembering that experience. So it's blacked out. Like I don't have any recollection of that album anymore. Whatever gets you through the night, buddy. <laughs> yep, yep. It's about mental health. Yep. You know, I got to keep myself mentally healthy, Paul. And like yeah. you, you just really bashed me in the brain with that one. I feel terrible. You were I, Negan, man. I feel bad <laughs> was, about that. If I had known, if I really had known that was going to be that bad, bad for you, I wouldn't have recommended it. I really see, had no we're idea. We're already talking about another podcast we did. <laughs> yes. so uninspired. It is. It's really uninspired. I mean, it's, again, to the point where you got a demo song at the midpoint of the album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> not it, only that it, you make it sound different from the rest kind of kind of you know, kind make of. It sound like a demo and it's your creepiest song it really is like it's it's bad like i really like honestly that song gave me a bad impression of the band like I, i'm not even kidding like lyrically and everything on it i'm like I don't think these are good dudes. <laughs> like oh, everyone in the band was on board with this with this with this song and I mean with these lyric choices and uh I that like gives me a big red flag about them as people. Um that's personally me. I could be completely off, but my god, like yeah, I was just like, "Ooh, this is a red flag song." Like uh, anyone that wrote this or played this for me, like, like I'd be like, hey, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, like somebody playing Jailbait by Ted Nugent. <laughs> it, 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 nailed like, it. Ooh, oh, yeah. no. Nailed it. <laughs> God, God damn Ted. Um, and that's a guy that even paid 10 grand to have a girl, to, to 10 grand to a, a family, um, to a girl's parents, so he could have guardianship for a weekend so he could fuck her. Yep. Good old Ted Nugent. Um, so, all right, we've talked about a lot of other bands. <laughs> yeah, we're talking all. We're going off on tangents because, uh, honestly, at the end of the day, at least for me, this album 
did so little for me that I'm grasping at trying to come up with things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it sounds a lot the same throughout, so it's not like I can pick songs that, like, take a left turn or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, the one song that did, we don't want to talk about it. Because yeah, the one song that does take a slight left turn, but the lyrical content is so disturbing that <laughs> yeah. we'd rather talk about Ted Nugent. <laughs> Which is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> Yeah, so Joe, would you recommend? <laughs> hey, I wonder what Gary Glitter's doing. <laughs> oh God! Oh man, that's going to be a podcast one day, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, that, uh, guy, that guy is a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. Is he yeah, still in prison? He's still. <laughs> I think he's still in prison. Uh pretty sure Gary Glitter did not get out yet, because um, he was only convicted in. Um, in 2015 if i'm not mistaken um so yeah, yeah i think he's still in pr- uh, yep he's still in prison yep oh, that guy's a creeper but yeah, yeah. see we're our, we'd rather be talking about gary glitter than this album that's fucking awful, <laughs> oh, <God>. awful. <laughs> thanks a lot snow patrol <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got us on a Gary Glitter tangent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And again, there's people out there that have no idea who Gary Glitter is yet. And they're, like, they're going to be like, what? We'll do a podcast. Google it, and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to the wiki, and you, you've learned all you needed to learn. And, yes, we will probably do a podcast about some Gary Glitter music. Um, Joe, um, <laughs> would you recommend Wildness by Snow Patrol? You know, it's not for me. Uh, if you like Coldplay and like basically easy listening, technically alternative music, this is probably for you, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, it just I, didn't do anything for me. It just, you know, like I said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It's just one of those albums that it just exists. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I didn't find it uh, except for the creepy song. <laughs> it, wasn't, yeah. it was pretty non-offensive. So. So I'm going to say um, no as well. And I'm going to give it the exact same reason that um, I gave for Miley Cyrus's album, which is don't give in life on earth, motherfucking the creeper song and Empress, which again, so two songs that I did enjoy two songs that I, I, one of was forgettable. And one is the goddamn fucking creeper song. were all these the singles. So, Again, if you've heard what is the like the best of the album, which is the first two tracks, um, and so no, I'm not going to recommend it because you've heard the best that there is of it. So why would you want to listen to the rest of it? So yeah, I'm going to give it the exact same thing that I gave Miley Cyrus's, which is you heard the singles. So no, there's nothing in the in the in in the album itself that is going to make it any better or going to make you want to listen to it. Um, I will tell you that critically speaking, again, this is how, this is how um, guarded the wiki is. Um, Don't give in. Um, uh, I mean, excuse me, wildness was, was generally was received with generally positive reviews from critics. Um, And, you know, quoting, inciting, indicating generally favorable reviews, Pitchfork gave it a 4.8 out of 10, calling it their most personal album and says it's 4.8 out of 10 is 
that's not- a C minus <laughs> D plus on Pitchfork. Yeah. And then yeah. the, like, the Metacritic got a 64 out of 100, which is, again, you're in C plus territory. Exactly. That's not generally positive. That's not a general. Right, right. Do you see how, I mean, do you see how weird the wiki is with these with this band? Like, it's really, really guarded. Um, so, yeah, no, I, you know, so. No, it wasn't really favorable. <laughs> the radar gave it a three point five out of ten. Right, right. All music was the only one that gave it a four star out of ten. But again, all music isn't really a review site per se. Um, it's an online database. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at the reviews of it, it wasn't all that great. Like again, the the story, you know, the stories I'm, you know, like on NPR and on um, the BBC News. They don't talk about how great the album is. They're just talking about Snow Patrol put on a new album after seven years. Here it is. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. So um, there we go. Joe, let's do some plugs um, because you and I just, there's not much else you can say about this fucking album. Um, what is going on with the Joe Down? Uh, we still got the Predator 2 review coming. Okay. We still haven't gotten to it yet. Just been busy, so. Joe, I, I I got some exciting news for you. What's that? You remember you you watched Manborg? Mm-hmm. Sheborg is out now. Oh well, that'll have to be reviewed. <laughs> Manborg was a classic. Yeah. Yep, Sheborg. I found that yesterday on uh, last night when I couldn't sleep on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Same filmmaker. Uh, that I don't know. I just saw Sheborg, and I'm like, I have to tell Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look at it. Yeah, yep, yep, Sheborg. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a different thing, but it still was. A uh, half-alien, half-robot creature that crashes on Earth and turns humans into her evil robotic lackeys. Yep, yep, yep. So it's different people, but... It's still Sheborg. Um, so there is that. Uh, I am. I still haven't gotten the stuff up. That's on me. Um, my 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 schedule's all messed up. So this weekend, I am going to take the time and get everything up, um, get everything edited, get everything going. So it will happen this weekend. I've already blocked off the time slot for it. So I wanted to do it this week. But with my work, I found myself working a lot later than I, I was expecting to um, several days. So that that's why it didn't happen. Um, Joe, what are we doing next week? Paul, I, we got to get your, you know, your crippling addiction to boring white people music. I just need to get this flushed out of your system so we're not sitting here with rambling on about Gary Glitter because we don't want to talk about this boring white band. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, <clears throat> we're going to we're going to be in a metal mood. We're not going to be Mr. Nice Guys anymore. We're listening to Pat Boone's oh, In a fuck. Metal Mood. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Pat Boone's 1997 album of heavy metal <laughs> covers done in big band form. Oh, my. Okay. First of all, Pat Boone album in 1997 doesn't sound right. First of all. <laughs> and isn't Pat Boone like super religious? Like what's he doing doing a doing a heavy metal album? I don't stuff. know, but he did one, and it's oh. you know you got you got Enter Sandman by Metallica, Holy Diver by Dio, Paradise City by Guns and Roses, A Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. We got Judas Priest covers, we got Van Halen covers. Paul, 
you fucked around this week. You're gonna find out. <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta look at something here. Hang on. Boone in a metal mood. No more, Mister Nice Guy. Let's look at that see. Leather vest. That's 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 okay. So does he not realize like what was going on at the time? Like, they had those gold chains on that chest. What's up with the eye? What's up with the with like? Do you see that? Like, is that yeah. be like? Is that a, is that a, is that a, a superimposed? Um, uh, oh my! Yeah, this is how his eye normally looks. <laughs> Shouldn't be like making fun of people for that. Oh my god, dude! Hang on, I found a picture. I found a picture, and you you have to see this. Hang on. How do I fucking? Oh my god! I'm saving this. I'm sending it to you right now, dude. He was apparently did an interview for this album. Oh no! 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 Uh, this be my downloads. Oh, I saved it. I saved it. One second. You're gonna be so excited for the closer of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Crazy train. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, Joe. I just sent it to you. Take a look at your uh, take a look at your messenger. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. tough guy right there. <laughs> so, so just so you guys could tell, it's him like in a uh, sleeveless um, leather, leather vest, vest. <laughs> the gold chains, looking like he's from Judas Priest. I he really had no idea what was going on there. <laughs> Really had no idea what was what that meant. Oh my god, <laughs> Joe, this is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, but at least things will stand out, and it's not one giant monotonous blob of music. Oh god! All right, so we'll do oh, Pat Boone. Yeah, yeah, Paul, you brought this upon yourself. I, I didn't did. go to the wheel of shit for this time for my revenge. I went. I went and found something first <laughs> than anything that's on that list. You're like the wheel of shit isn't isn't painful enough. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god. <sighs> All right. All right. Well, Joe, do you want to take us out? No. Friends.